What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Time for the Buck Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. We go 10 to 11 Monday through Friday. So glad you're with us today. You can check us out. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. Also, the fan app brought to you by our good friends at Beaver Toyota. They're looking to wow you. And also on the smart speaker brought to you by South Point Financial Services. Today, we're in Duluth live from TPC Sugarloaf. That's where me and Adam Road Dog Gillespie are hanging out. Back at the studio, Nerney and Derek Thomas. And big news dropping earlier today. Did you see this? Bortz is back in Atlanta, man. He is back. Extra 106.3. Going to be hearing from Bortz once again. He's been away for about two years. And uh, great to have Bortz back on the Dickey Broadcasting Company family of stations. Extra 106.3. Nerney, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Throw it, and they will come. Nick Saban and Alabama are passing the football, and they're passing it a lot these days. And you know what? Receivers are paying attention. In fact, receivers are flocking to Tuscaloosa. George's Jermaine Burton is the latest to make the jump for targets, catches, and the opportunity to be the next Alabama receiver drafted as a first-round pick. Burton was dinged up a lot this season in Athens, but even when he was on the field, the ball wasn't coming his way. Burton got 30 targets this season. At Alabama these days, that's a three-game workload. And with the one-time, no-questions-asked transfer rule in place and a national title on his resume, Jermaine Burton believed it was time to make the jump to a place that could help make him a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Can you blame a young man for that? 404-231-1680, the phone number, Burton. Man, big story dropping over the weekend there as he uh, transfers from Georgia to Alabama. And I, I guess, the, you know, the, the word on the street about the package deal with JT Daniels I guess we can all forget about that because JT's not going to Alabama. Not with uh, Bryce Young over there ready for a second round coming off that Heisman Trophy season. But uh, Jermaine Burton's looking to go catch some balls for Alabama. And Alabama, you're going to be hearing a lot about Alabama this coming season, the 2022 season. As far as receivers go, uh, Alabama signed five 
top five rated wide receivers in this year's class. And they've got 17 to 18 starters coming back off last year's national championship game appearance. Plus, they got Bryce Young coming back as the quarterback on offense defensively. They've got Will Anderson Jr. coming back on defense. So you're probably talking about right there with those two guys, the best player on offense in college football and the best player on defense in college football in Will Anderson Jr. Nick Saban, uh, man, he just continues to uh, load up. And I, I bet Saban, as he looks back at his decision to go away from the run-first, ground-and-pound offensive scheme that he had just a few years ago, he is thankful that he decided, you know, we're going to open this thing up. We're going to get with the times. We're going to throw this football all over the field. And we're going to provide Alabama fans with something that they've never had prior to making this change, and that is college football's top wide receiver core. And we just assume now we're going to see it almost every year now, the way they are loading up with these receivers. Add Jermaine Burton to the list. And I just wonder how Bulldog fans feel about this. With Jermaine Burton, I, I get a lot of negative negativity when I ask about Burton here over the weekend and even into the morning here at TPC Sugarloaf. I was asking someone just moments ago about Jermaine Burton, and, you know, he had that look on his face like, you know, how dare you ask me that question about Jermaine Burton? Jermaine Burton, he is a guy that was hurt all the time at Georgia, rarely got on the field. No wonder he wasn't catching the football. He was always dinged up. And, you know, I was hearing this on Friday, too, as we talked about he and JT being a package deal as far as the transfer portal goes. I think uh, Georgia fans are a little irritated with Jermaine Burton, both being dinged up this past season and now just uh, turning and running to the competition over in Tuscaloosa. Jermaine Burton, Bulldog fans, they are none too pleased with this young man. Live at TPC Sugarloaf today for the Mizuno Pro Experience, where 12 Southeastern college golf teams are going to be showing up around noon once it warms up a little bit today. Plus, the Braves' third baseman, Austin Riley, will be here. They're going to be testing out new Mizuno, their new uh, Mizuno line of, of clubs, the Mizuno Pro Irons and the uh, ST. 220 Woods are going to be on display. Uh, 12 college teams showing up to test out the new Mizuno equipment today. And that's why we are at TPC Sugarloaf. A little too chilly to get out on the golf course this morning as we get things started. But uh, it is warming up here in one of the conference rooms. So glad you're with us. Uh, want to take your call if you want to get in here about Jermaine Burton, 404-231-1680, the number as Alabama just uh, continues to load up with these receivers, man. I mean, it, there was a time not too long ago uh, th there wasn't any decent receiver in college football that wanted to go put on that Alabama uniform and go block. And now you just turn the page three, four, five years later, and now they're lining up to get in at Alabama and play for Nick Saban. Because in Alabama, man, they are throwing the rock 40 to 50 times a game. And when you're doing that, these receivers are making plays. They're taking it to the house. They're uh, playing in big games. Uh, NFL scouts are checking them out. And they are going in the draft, man. They are going in the draft big time. Uh, Georgia, 
Still with some playmakers, though. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up a little later in the show in the Bulldog Roundtable. It's not like Jermaine Burton leaves the Georgia Bulldog offense high and dry. Uh, you got four of the five top uh, weapons on this offense coming back this year, led by Brock Bowers. And you got some other young guys that have stepped up big time. And what about Arik Gilbert? Saw him uh, the uh, championship celebration weekend. He had that hoodie on. Not everybody noticed it was him, but there were some members of the media that were all over this. Some photographs circulating online with uh, Gilbert now back a part of the team. Kirby really hadn't divulged much information about Gilbert being back with the Bulldogs. But apparently, he's going to be ready to catch that ball for Stetson Bennett this year, coming up later this year in the fall. So Georgia not left high and dry with Jermaine Burton. But uh, Alabama looking to plug and play Burton over there in Tuscaloosa. Well, uh, he's looking like he will step in and be Bryce Young's go-to wide receiver coming up in the uh, upcoming season. It's time for that Buck Blue Show headline. And that is brought to you by GreaseMonkeyAuto.com. Congrats and a shout-out to ex-Georgia Bulldog Hudson Swafford, who won the American Express out in the California desert. Swafford shot a final round 64 with nine birdies and an eagle 23 under. As he uh, was three off the lead going into the round yesterday, but that 64 got the job done for him. Cashed a check for $1.368 million, the biggest of his career. That's going to go a long way down in St. Simons, where he and his family are residing these days. Uh, Brian Harmon, third-place finish. So the Bulldogs continue to wow out on the PGA Tour. There are about 12 of them out there these days, and they seem to be off to a great start this year. Uh, Hudson Swafford, greasemonkey.com. And that uh, headline is brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more done fast, done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. All right, coming up next, fun with the NFL Epic Divisional Playoff Round. Is this the best ever? We'll talk about it next. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. 680 and 937 man we're live from tpc sugarloaf and duluth for the mizuno pro experience nick and chris are all over it and they're lined up ready to go looks like nick just caught in from the uh the driving range getting a few shots in this morning he's look he's in front of the fireplace right now trying to warm up 
As a matter of fact, speaking of being a little chilly, how about the Chili Dip Open coming up February 25th at Bears Best, benefiting First Tee Atlanta. Hope you're going to be a part of it. And if you're a business and want to jumpstart your year by reaching some of Atlanta's most active and affluent golf fans, send an email to golf at 680thefan.com for sponsorship information. Best part is that you're going to be helping out First Tee Atlanta with a portion of the proceeds. The Chili Dip Open coming up at Bears Best February 25th. Hope you'll make time and be a part of it. Burton's, he's heading over to Alabama to catch some of those balls. And Jim joins us on the fan, the Buck Blue Show. Hello, Jim. Good morning, Buck. How are you? Man, we're doing pretty good. What do you think about Burton Bolton? Well, I'll tell you, Buck, as a big Georgia fan, it doesn't bother me about these players transferring. I, I think it really bothers many people exactly where they're going is what mostly bothers them. <laughs> and then... And then also, and I understand it's a it's a good business decision for certain certain kids, but what perplexes me, Buck, is all the all the defensive backs in the past couple of years that have left the program. And when we're in such a depleted uh, position, you'd think they'd want to stay because they'd have a better chance of playing. But I, I don't know. Does Kirby? Uh, does a coach maybe sit down with the guy and say, "Hey, we're you know you might want to go a different direction. We're because uh, we want somebody else." I mean, you tell me. I'm just perplexed about all that, all the, all those transfers. Well, we got no problem signing these guys now. The issue, as you said, is keeping them on campus. I mean, look at the number of DBs that have left this year. Now, Kendrick uh, moved on. Uh, NFL. He's looking to take the next step there. Uh, Lewis Seen left a, a year earlier than a lot of people would. You know, we're hoping he would come back and, and be a part of this secondary to uh, try to repeat. Uh, Brainy got out of there. Looks like he was in the doghouse a little bit at the end of the year. Then you had these young guys that left. Jalen Kimber, only around for one year. Uh, Lavoisier Carroll, he was a running back in high school, tried to make the jump to cornerback once he got to Georgia. Didn't really hear too much out of him this year. And you got Amir Speed, who must have connected with Mel Tucker because he's now transferring to Michigan State. You're right. Have been a lot of these defensive backs move on. And, uh, look, this is a day and time where you're able to do that. Back in uh, my day, my goodness, you were sort of locked in there. If you transferred, well, there were going to be places they would not allow you to transfer, and you were mandatory, going to have to sit out a year. These days, man, you can go wherever you'd like and be eligible and ready to play the very next year. Appreciate you hanging out with us, Jim. Thanks so much. It's time for our NFL Top 5. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. All right, Buck. Big weekend in NFL football. So many storylines. One of the best ones, though. The Packers go down. What does Aaron Rodgers do now? Uh, sit around and blame the special teams play. <laughs> I would imagine Aaron Arod's going to be doing a little of that uh, here in the coming weeks when he's asked about how they went down. He's probably a little numb after the game with the special teams blunders. Plus, it was cold up there, man. Three points in the final nine drives for the Packers. He's going to shake his head about that. Aaron Rodgers, what does he do now? He's going to take some time 
and consider what's next. I saw where his head coach at Green Bay, LaFleur, wants him back. And who didn't know that? But this Green Bay team, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild, and they're going to be a lot, there are a lot of free agents on this Green Bay Packer team. So I imagine he wants to get a little uh, grip on who's going and who's coming before he makes a decision on what he's going to do. Ken Jennings is settling in as the host of Jeopardy, so I don't know if that <laughs> what a, what an option that is yeah. for Aaron. Did you like him in that role, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, yeah, he, he did okay. He was it, too. Uh, aloof, like I'm too cool to be here. A little too, and you want to be relaxed in a role like that. But he was like, "Yeah, cool. I'm having a good time." Yeah. So you liked him better in the insurance commercial? Yeah, I, I, there aren't many things I like to watch him do other than play quarterback because he's fantastic at that. Well, otherwise. he's gonna chill right now. Good. Consider I, the options. I've seen enough of Aaron Rodgers. All right, Buck. If you could buy stock in one NFL player, who would that be? Uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, Burrow, how about Burrow, man? I mean, talk about a dude that got knocked around. He got sacked nine times in that game this weekend. Nine times. And then the game's on the line in the final seconds of the game, and what does he do? Hit some big passes right on the money, right on target. Those nine sacks didn't influence his performance level at all. He just keeps on keeping on. I like what he said going into the game. Get used to the Bengals being in the playoffs with Joe Burrow at the quarterback spot, man. All right, Buck, on the NFC side, Rams with the upset, Niners with the upset. Are you amazed? i tell you what I'm amazed with is that Vegas has put the Rams as a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the 49ers. That surprises you? Rams at home? Well, the Rams, they've lost to the 49ers. I believe it's like six times in a row. Matthew Stafford was only on the team for two of those games. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Excellent point on your part. But it goes far deeper than just the quarterback spot. They've lost to San Francisco. San Francisco owns these guys. So when you're talking about the confidence level coming into the game, but the 49ers are feeling really good about their chances of getting back or taking Shanahan to the Super Bowl this year. All right. Rams, I was stunned when I saw that. Three-and-a-half-point favorites? 49ers own them right now. I actually would uh, – I'd add a point or two to that. I think the I think the Rams take care of the 49ers this weekend. Oh, wow. Nice. There's a hot take. There you go. Write it down. Who, uh, of all the things we saw this weekend, what was the best of the best from what you saw this weekend, Buck? Well, look, you, you brought up Matthew Stafford. Uh, Matt was clutch. I mean, he was he was able to help the Rams avoid one of the most epic collapses in NFL playoff history. And I'm not talking about the Falcons and Patriots. Huh? That was one of them. They were, what, 27-3 to in the game? I believe so, yeah. And almost let it get away. If it wasn't for Stafford, it would have gotten away. I think only the Chargers in 81 – have given up a lead like that, other than our, our Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. Uh, I thought the best of the best, though, was Patrick Mahomes. So you're down 36-33. you got 13 seconds in regulation left. And he drops a couple of times, puts him in field goal range, and that Harrison Buckner, man, talk about clutch at that game-winning. Uh, the uh, field goal to tie the game, and then Mahomes does his magic 
with the touchdown in overtime. So I, best of the best to me. I mean, there were some excellent performances, none better than what Patrick Mahomes did. Well, with that in mind, Buck, drop the Super Bowl matchup on us. Who will we see in Los, Los Angeles? Assuming it's in Los, Los Angeles. Yeah, how about the Rams? They got a chance to do what the Buccaneers did last season, win in their own stadium. And I believe they'll make it. I'm with you, DT. I think the Rams break through this this curse they've had against the 49ers. They get a victory, move on to the Super Bowl to face the Kansas City Chiefs. We're talking about a glamorous Super Bowl matchup this year, the Chiefs and the Rams. Bucks Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Want to invite you to tune into the Business of Sports segment each week on The Fan. That's presented by our good friends at Southern Company. This impacting business in Atlanta and the local sports scene. We've got it covered. That's the Business of Sports presented by Southern Company, changing the future of energy in all the communities they serve. All right, let's talk a little Falcons football. What are the Falcons doing today? I hope they're getting ready to head to Mobile and scout out the uh, top draft eligible players you're going to see down at the Senior Bowl coming up here in a few days. Uh, the Falcons, I was reading, I saw where Mel Kuyper Jr. Oh, Mel Kuyper, man, he is he's still mocking it out there. Kuyper uh, came out with his first mock draft. And he says that it seemed like Kuyper wanted the Falcons to take a reach on a quarterback in this year's draft. So then they didn't take one last season. But uh, somebody straightened out Kuyper and said, look, the Falcons, they're bringing back Matt Ryan in 2022. So they will not be reaching for a quarterback in the first round. So Mel Kuyper Jr. says Fontenot's going to take the LSU cornerback Derek Stingley and plug and play him on one side of the field with the talented and impressive A.J. Uh, Terrell on the other side. Terrell on the other side got me to think in the best Atlanta cornerback tandems of all time. If this does go down, let's say Fontenot takes Stingley with the Falcons' first-round pick, and they plug him next to A.J. Terrell. Got a, a really young, talented tandem of cornerbacks you'd be trotting out for years, for years to come. This might be uh, the best cornerback tandem in Falcons history if it develops that way. Uh, you know, Deion Sanders immediately came to my mind. Okay, so who was Deion playing with at the cornerback spot? Well, Tim McHire was a, a guy that played with Deion a little bit in the secondary. Both those guys could cover. Not really great tacklers, but, man, they could cover. That tandem came to mind. Uh, what about the duo 2011? You had Brent Grimes, the uh, smallish cornerback on one side. He made it to a Pro Bowl or two over there, playing with Dunta Robinson. That one comes to mind also. Uh, Ray Ray Buchanan playing with Ronnie Bradford in that 98 team, I believe it was, that Falcons went to the Super Bowl with those two guys out there playing cornerback spot. Premium position in the National Football League. I mean, they are throwing it, and you're facing offenses that are going to throw it every single weekend in the national fall. 17 games, you're going to line up and see the quarterback throwing that football all over the field. So you better have somebody that can cover. And here's the other. You might be thinking, well, you know, don't the Falcons have – they need help on the line of scrimmage. They need defensive linemen in the worst way. They need offensive linemen 
like uh, Road Dog needs some breakfast this morning. And Fontenot's draft philosophy, and he showed you what it was a year ago as far as the first round goes, best available player or playa. Best available player, and he showed it off a year ago with that fourth pick in the first round. Falcons already had a tight end. In fact, Arthur Smith was going to line up with three or four of those dudes, and they took Kyle Pitts, the uh, talented tight end receiver out of Florida with that fourth pick of the first round. So when this eighth pick rolls around for the Falcons coming up in a few weeks, just go ahead and expect Fontenot is going to take the best uh, best available player on the board. And right now, look, everybody seems to be mocking it these days like Mel Kuyper Jr. And, you know, we had Mort on the show last week, and we even got Mort to chuckle, uh, laugh a little bit with this idea, just talking about mock drafts. Because Mort's saying, look, we are far too, way too early in the process to be thinking about uh, mock drafts. But look, these dudes like Chernoff, they're getting paid to do these mock drafts. So that's what Kuiper's up to there. Stingley and Terrell. You know, I think I could go for this. I think I could go for it. And then you get back in round two and round three and round four and round five to addressing the weaknesses on the line of scrimmage. As I've mentioned before on the show, defensive line minus the Grady Jarrett, that was the worst defensive line in the NFL this year. I mean, you take the rest of those guys outside of Big Grady, and they could—they probably couldn't make another football team out there at the NFL level. Offensive line, uh, Lindstrom, you know, is a high-level player at the right guard spot. But I tell you what, McGarry, I think he's going to be lucky to have a job coming up this year. Uh, you got that young dude at center. He was he was awful, and then the left guard Mayfield was terrible. And, you know, Jake Matthews is getting a little long in the in the tooth there, and he's been sort of a good to average somewhere in the middle there. They might could use an upgrade there at left tackle too. So you're able to address these line of scrimmage needs a little later in the draft. First round, Fontenot's not the only dude out there, general manager in the league, thinking about the best available player. And I'm all for it. You got plenty of picks to go address some of the other needs a little later. It's time for that college football nugget. Mm, tasty. <laughs> time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Actually, we've got a few nuggets for you today. Did you hear Alabama, man? They added a Georgia wide receiver, Jermaine Burton. Announced over the weekend he's going to put on that Crimson Tide uniform next year. Bulldog fans a little annoyed with that decision. Uh, Remember when Jeremy Pruitt used to be the head coach at Tennessee? And they uh, said, you know, you're going to have to pack up and leave Pruitt because you're not getting the job done. Well, under Pruitt, remember he fired his defensive line coach in the middle of the season. Jimmy Brumbaugh, defensive line coach there at Tennessee. He coached four games before he must have done something wrong in the eyes of Jeremy Pruitt because Pruitt fired him. And UT had to pay that severance package of around $800,000 to Brumbaugh. Well, he's back. He's landed at Auburn on that Brian Harson staff. 
with tremendous turnover for Harson after one year on the job. Rumbaugh played at Auburn, so this apparently looks like a really good fit. Going back home to where he played and coaching up the Auburn Tiger defensive line. Caleb Williams back in the news. The ex-Sooners quarterback, word is, coming out of Oklahoma, Dean Blevins had this one. The Caleb Williams, the quarterback, who stepped in for Spencer Rattler during the season, has narrowed down his transfer list to two. Lincoln Riley and USC are on the list. And Brian Kelly and LSU are on the list. Now, his dad says it's got nothing to do with the name, image, and likeness money, money, money thing. But it's got everything to do with who can best prepare his son for the National Football League. It's not about the money. It's about playing at the next level. And isn't that really about the money? Playing in the National Football League. Reportedly, Caleb Williams, he visited USC and UCLA. And he Zoomed interviewed with a dozen schools, including the University of Georgia. That just seemed like an odd fit from the very beginning. But it's down to USC and LSU. I'm going to go ahead and guess you're going to see Caleb Williams playing for USC this coming season. Because his dad thinks Lincoln Riley can get him ready to play in the National Football League. Doesn't everybody want to play there? Playing at the college level? He needs to get to work, though. He's got to be more accurate. He's got to be better in the pocket. I know he can run around and make plays. Caleb Williams has got some work that he's got to get done. And there's your college football nuggets today. And that will lead us right into the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Say goodbye to Jermaine Burton. He's off to Alabama. He's probably packed up and already left Athens. Looking for a spot to hang out in over in Tuscaloosa. Getting ready to catch those balls from Bryce Young. So what does this leave Georgia with as far as the playmakers at wide receiver? Well, you got Brock Bowers. You got to start with Bowers, the talented college football freshman of the year. You know, he's listed in the category of a tight end. I put him in the big receiver category, Brock Bowers. So he's number one on the list. That is Stetson Bennett's go-to guy, Brock Bowers. You got to figure they're going to uh, find a way for him to go out and catch another 60 balls in the upcoming season. Uh, Beyond that, I don't know about you, man, but I was impressed with Ad Mitchell, especially that touchdown uh, reception that he had in the national championship game. A 50-50 ball, he goes up and over the corner, brings it down, big touchdown in the game, enables Georgia to go on and win the national championship. Ad Mitchell was a freshman a year ago, so he's coming back as a sophomore with all this game experience 
that he got because Jermaine Burton was hurt most of the time. So Ad Mitchell uh, right there behind Brock Bowers as a playmaking receiver coming back this year. I'm going to go inside of the slot position. Road Dog, have we heard anything about Kiaris Jackson? Is he coming back? He is not. Nothing really said about Kiaris Jackson. He's got eligibility left. He's another guy that was dinged up most of the year this year. He's got a chance to come back and make some plays at the slot. Slot is, is suddenly a loaded receiver position for Georgia. You got Lad McConkie, uh, highly underrated coming out of high school. Lad McConkie stepped in and made some big plays this season. I was totally impressed with the job that he did, and I'm looking forward to seeing more out of Lad McConkie in 2022. One guy that was missing basically the entire season, Arian Smith, the, the fastest man on this Bulldog team, Hopefully, he's going to find a way to stay on the football field in 2022. And if so, Arian Smith can be a dangerous man at the wide receiver position. So, slot receiver, if Kiaris Jackson's back in there, Arian Smith stays healthy, and Lad McConkie uh, builds on what he did as a freshman, I would say you got three really good slot receivers you can rely on in the upcoming season. Arik Gilbert. Georgia went after him hard coming out of Marietta High School. He ended up signing with LSU, went down and had a uh, had a good freshman year and then went missing this past year after he bounced around trying to figure out where he was going to play next. Showed up in Athens. We saw him for a minute, and then we didn't see him at all the rest of the year. A lot of unanswered questions about Gilbert. But apparently he resurfaced during the Georgia Championship celebration in Athens. Some of the photographers uh, noticed him walking in with the team with the Georgia gear on. Looks like uh, Arik Gilbert is going to be back out there playing for the Bulldogs. And if so, then this can go a long way to replacing what Jermaine Burton was bringing to the table. How many playmakers does Georgia have at receiver? They've got a handful, and they've got a big-time dude that can match up opposite Brock Bowers and Arik Gilbert if he can resurface and do the things he, uh, he, he has confidence that he can do. Rosemey, Jack Saint, you give him a thumbs up as a playmaker? Yeah, I think he's a pretty good receiver, as a matter of fact. Very versatile. He's another guy you can have on the list, and and I also look at the running backs, too. I really like Kenny McIntosh in the passing game, uh, getting out as a receiver out of the running back spot and making some good things happen there, too. Uh, Darnell Washington, is he coming back, Road Dog? Yeah, he's shrugging his shoulders, not real sure. The word on the street was that Washington was thinking about moving on in the transfer portal. No word on that yet. 13 catches this past season. And I think there's a guy that could really, uh, if he ends up staying at Georgia, they need to take advantage of what he brings to the table. A total mismatch. And, you know, I mistakenly uh, talked about him coming into the year as a guy that was going to have a breakout season, not so much. Did a lot of blocking. Did a lot of watching Brock Bowers catch that ball and run around doing some good things. Not enough of Darnell Washington in the passing game. That is an untapped. Uh, dude right there that they could totally get big things out of in 2022. Stetson Bennett, I'm sure he wanted Jermaine Burton to come on back, but Stetson Bennett 
looking around. What about Tom Blaylock, too? Don't want to forget about him. Coming off multiple knee injuries, really showed off an uh, impressive skill set before the second knee injury. Don Blaylock is another one to keep an eye on there. So you're talking about a cupboard full of playmakers for Georgia and Stetson Bennett at the wide receiver tight end spots. Maybe they don't miss Jermaine Burton after all. Wish him well over there at Alabama, though. All right, coming up next, you'll hear from a uh, Major League Baseball big-timer on the lockout they're suffering through right now. We'll give you that next. Buck Belusha, we are live from TPC Sugarloaf for the Mizuno Pro Experience, where coming up a little later today, got 12 golf teams showing up from the southeast, plus the Braves' Austin Riley to test out the new Mizuno line of clubs, the Mizuno Pro Irons, and the ST-220 Woods. Once it warms up, the boys are going to be out there on the range testing out this great Mizuno. I'm playing Mizuno Irons myself and the Mizuno Driver. I think I'm going to try to sneak out there and see what they got, brother. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. It's the Buck Blue Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. We appreciate you hanging out with me, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. Find us all over the place, 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. You can actually, when we're in the studio, you can click and watch. We've got the Fan app brought to you by Beaver Toyota. Stay connected to all the latest news, your favorite fan shows on the Fan app. Sponsored by Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com. And see what wow really means. Download the fan app now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. We appreciate Beaver Toyota uh, very much. All right, we got Bucks Beat Podcast dropped on Friday, episode 47. Had a chance to hang out with Adam Wainwright and talk Bulldog football. That's right, you're probably thinking, all right, it was going to be about baseball, right? He's a St. Louis Cardinals star pitcher, former first-round draft pick of the Atlanta Braves. But Adam Wainwright grew up down in Brunswick and grew up a big George Bulldog fan. So once the Bulldogs won that national championship, it was easy to get him on and talk about the dogs. Wainwright, though, I did find the time to ask him about the MLB lockout. 
the owners are, are making it tough for us. They um, apparently need to get a better deal. We haven't sent numbers their way from our side at all, but what they've sent our way is not good. I mean, Buck, it's, it's just taking some off the top of every single every single issue that's out there. I mean, you know, if they would just send over the exact same proposal as we had this last couple of years, we'd probably play. You know, we'd probably just go go ahead and sign. But they're these billionaires, they want more billions, Buck, I think. I think that's what it comes down to. And, and uh, the players, though, we're staying, we're staying together. We're training really hard. We'll, hopefully we get something done. And, and uh, you know what's really interesting about a lockout situation is nobody with the teams is allowed to talk to the players. It's really – it's a really interesting phenomenon, right? Like there's no communication whatsoever allowed. So all the all the people that are on staff with the Cardinals, training staff, weight trainers, strength trainers, all these guys are not allowed to call in and make sure we're on the right programs or they're not allowed to talk to us. It just it's just crazy, right? Like we're we're talking about putting the greatest product on the field that we can possibly play, but they're not allowed to protect their investment. It's a really interesting concept to me. But, I mean, I guess, you know, that's the way it goes, and that's probably part of their leverage uh, that they're trying to put in there. Like, hey, you want to talk to your trainers? Sign this deal. But we have to do what's right for the players and for uh, for the game of baseball itself going forward. Yeah, I saw where, uh, you know, one of these baseball writers put a 5% chance of having a deal reached by – spring training and the pitchers and catchers now remember they show up around valentine's day so you're talking about february 14th and you gotta have a new deal in place by early march to avoid cancellation of regular season games we are heading down the wrong road again in major league baseball and it is really really frustrating mlb owners and players association i think they met like two weeks ago for the first time since the lockout got underway and uh, the MLB owners they did not address the luxury tax the minimum salary and those are the players associations two top issues reportedly MLB owners didn't even address it at the first meeting did present a new formula for the arbitration system players two three years experience would get a raise reportedly uh, as far as that's concerned and it's put everything on hold man I just wonder you know what Freddie Freeman's thinking about these days out in L.A., uh, not able to entertain any negotiations for a new contract extension, which is disappointing. Uh, I know uh, Braves fans out there coming off the World Series title victory are really anxious to see Freddie Freeman sign that contract extension. But when you got the Dodgers and Yankees knocking on your door, I don't know about you, but it makes me a little nervous. And reportedly it's all about that sixth year in this contract extension. Must be a little friction because there's a uh, standstill even before the the lockout came down. Uh, As far as the uh, podcast goes, Bucks B, uh, great having Adam Wainwright on. Uh, I've known Adam for a long time. I've known him since he was a high school football player for Glenn Academy. He was a 6'6", 180-pound wide receiver and also doubled up as a soccer-style place kicker and really did a nice job doing both. I thought he had the talent and skill set to go play some college uh, football, uh, a scholarship too, but Braves came calling, first-round draft pick, and Adam Wainwright signed that dotted line. You can hear the rest of the interview wherever it is you get your podcast or go to thepodcastpark.com. You can listen to the full podcast 
right there. And uh, Bucks Beat is sponsored by my good friend Mickey Himes and the GetMickey.com team at Keller Williams. If you're looking for a Lake Lanier property or a home up 400, Mickey Himes, he is the man. Call 678-341-7474 or go to GetMickey.com, click, and get an expert. How do I know so much about Mickey Himes and what he does? Well, he's a friend of mine. All right, time for the final word today on the show. Another quick, fast-moving show today. And wanted to end it with a shout-out to my Atlanta Hawks. They've won four in a row now. Ice Cold Trey has been carrying these guys on offense. He's gone for 30, 37, 28, 30 in this four-game win streak. Also, have you seen the Hawks? They've tightened up that defense a little bit, playing much better. I got more good news as far as the Hawks are concerned. Get a five-game homestand underway. Tips off on Wednesday against Sacramento. You know, our guys might not be out of the playoffs after all. Keep on keeping on, Hawks. All right, that's going to do it for my show today. Uh, again, live at TPC Sugarloaf for the Mizuno Pro Experience going down. we got 12 college teams showing up. And the Braves, Austin Riley. They're going to test out the new Mizuno line of clubs. Zuno Pro Irons and the ST220 Woods out on the range today. I think I'm going to try to sneak out there and get a few swings in. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. For Nerney, Derek Thomas, Adam Road Dog Gillespie, it's Baloo saying have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.